0: Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 80. Woohoo! Today, we're going to be talking about, yes, today, we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 13, What We Become. We will also discuss the movie It, chapter two, and self-made Madam C.J. Walker, a Netflix limited series. But before we dive in, How are you doing, Diana? I am doing really good, Brooke.
1: I am geared and pumped to talk about this episode of The Walking Dead. Um, But I had a, you know, I had a really good day. So, um, and, you know, we're doing this remotely because we are trying to be um, safe with everything that is going on with the coronavirus. So, um, yeah, but I was able to get out during my lunchtime and walk Riley and he was happy and um I Aww. yeah I actually started uh <laughs> was listening to a podcast but I didn't get too far into it and it's armchair expert which I've talked about before um but I really wanted to get into it I only got about a half an hour in believe it or not it's pretty long uh, but it's um based on they're going to talk about friendship that biology of friendship so I, I can't wait to... Oh, cool. Yeah, I think that's a really cool topic. So um, I cannot wait to listen to more and find out more. And when I do, I will share it oh. with you and our listeners. So.
0: Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. How are you, you doing? For, yeah, that, that's awesome. I,
1: oh, good,
0: I just, I, good. I,
1: no, you go and then I'll bring what? something up. Go ahead.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I'm good. I just uh, had a business day today. I had some personal business that I had to take care of on my computer. So I'm uh, filing my taxes. Oh. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, you know, do all the reports and like, I need a lot of focus and I normally do that when my kids are in school, but since they're out of school, I had to leave them at home with um, their substitute teacher for the day their dad, and uh, I went to <laughs> my, my place of business. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh,
0: so I went to work, and uh, uh, I was in my office, where it's very private. There's nobody doing business in the building at this time. So I was in a comfortable setting, and I got to water my plant at work.
1: <laughs> so, That's awesome.
0: But, yeah, I did my yeah I'm still I'm not done I can only do like two to three hours of tax work at a time and then I'm like okay I'm gonna go
1: oh my gosh I'll
0: I'll be finished tomorrow that's a long time yeah it's really I that's why I do them so late because I just dread doing it you know I preparing them and that's all I'm doing is preparing them and it's just I get it down to my spreadsheet you know some places you know People will bring in a huge box, box. full of papers <laughs> and they just, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? Like, I wish I could just do that. Just here you go. Um, yeah. But I have to sit there and go through every expense and blah, blah, blah. So that's what I did today. Oh, But you, you were talking about the, yeah, you were talking about, um, well, you had something that you wanted to share with me.
1: Well, I wanted to share with you and all of our listeners, um, Uh, Walking Dead uh, news, because um, on podcast 78, I was sharing with you how uh, the Walking Dead finale of season 10 was going to coincide with the beginning of the new series, and they were going to premiere the same night. But what ended up happening is because of the coronavirus, they delayed the new series, and put it out indefinitely and then since then i think it was earlier this week um the walking dead season finale is also put on hold so we're only gonna see up to 15 up to episode 15 which is like crazy because we're all probably going to be dying and wanting to know how it ends and we're gonna have to wait for that because you know they had to close down production or post-production, because there's a lot of work that still goes into putting out, um, you know, an episode. So um, they had to shut it down. Oh, I'm
0: so bummed. I know,
1: I know, and I I know it's for good reason, and we all want everybody to be safe, and we want everyone to do the right thing and do social distancing and make sure everybody's healthy. And so... um, it totally makes sense. It's just that I was thinking, oh, well, at least we'll get the finale. And then it'll at least be somewhat of an ending point until the next one. But no, so... Um,
0: not not yet. We have to wait longer.
1: Yeah. But I also wanted to share um, something that made me happy the other... Yesterday, actually. I think it was yesterday. Um, okay. A friend of mine... Um, emailed me something. She says, oh, I'm going to email you something. I'm like, okay. So I went and opened up my email, and both her and I are Green Day fans, and we both go to Green Day concerts together. And so she sent me a YouTube um, link, and I clicked on it, and it was uh, Billy Joe, who is the singer of Green Day, uh, he while he's in quarantine, he uh, did a cover of I Think We're Alone Now, which I love that song. I, I mean, I used to sing that song when I was a kid. So he does a cover of this yeah. and he put it out. And oh, my gosh, I was singing my lungs
0: out. I was just, oh, it made me so happy. So... um I just wanted to share that. um, Can you share the song with us? Because I don't think uh, any of our (laughs) friends listening know what song that is.
1: You know what song. You know what song. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're alone now. There doesn't seem to be Mm -hmm. anyone Mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. we're alone
0: now. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Okay, you sing better. Can you sing it now? You go,
0: girl. No, you sing. That was great. We got to hear our um, Diana at the mic. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. I know I've been hearing a lot of uh musicians uh, putting on live performances on social media so right. uh, to help people get through this uh, time. I think it's so beautiful of them to do that. I think mean, people who love music so much, you know, I think that's that's just so generous of their talent to share that with us um, and uplift us. Yeah, it worked with you. yes. You know? Look at you. You're just singing your lungs out like you said. So Well
1: cool. and, and then someone else put out um what else did they somebody else put out something and all of a sudden I started looking up YouTube and I was finding all kinds of music that was just very inspiring. So music is a really good way to feel happy. So I yeah I would recommend to anybody you know, just go find, you know, listen to vinyls, listen to YouTube, listen to, you know, wherever you can listen to music, I would say, just listen to it. So, and listen to happy songs Yeah. (laughs) or songs from your childhood or, you know, songs that just make you happy. So. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for um, putting out that recommendation as well. That's very important. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will enjoy that. So, uh, moving on, I have a question okay. for you, All right, which I would say that it's, it, it definitely pertains to, um, this episode of The Walking Dead, um, uh, what we become. And so, you know, I'm pretty happy with my life, the way it turned out, but you know, there's times where I'm like, gosh, I wonder what my life would be like if I went down that path, you know, or, or this path or that path, because we see Michonne, uh, you know, she, she was tripped, but you know, she, we got to see what if, what if she went this way or that way or any of our group went this way or that way. And so I'm just curious, like, do you personally Ever think about how your life could have turned out if you went in a different direction from the path that you actually took? I, I yes, I have thought about it.
1: Um, I am so happy with my life. Um, I'm, I love my family very much, um, and I can't, really can't imagine my life any other way. I just feel that you know, people make their choices, and that's the right choice. I mean, that's the route that you have gone. That's your life. Um, but I, you know, I have thought about when I was young, if I had chosen another route, because I, of course, wanted to be an actor all my, you know, since I was really, really young. And I thought, well, what if I just went to LA when I was young? What if I just left and uh, then said, this is the route I want to go. You know, what, what would have happened to me if I had picked that route? And so,
0: or what would have happened if you uprooted your family and went that route?
1: I've thought about that too. Because what if you were a
0: mom and you're like, ooh, yeah, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I have thought about that too. So, (laughs) um, but I also feel like the route that I took is the right route. And I think You know, because I do believe a little bit in destiny and and I I believe that you can make choices. But I but I also believe that something in you directs you to. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm an optimist. So I feel like the life I've led is the life that I should have led, because I also believe that if you really want something that you can still do it. You can still make it happen. I mean, we all have the power to change our lives or to make them what we want. So you know what? If I really want to be an actor, then I'm going to be an actor. So that's why I do improv. It's why we're doing this podcast. I'm still being creative. So maybe my route originally was that's what I thought I wanted to be. Um, But maybe it's just me being creative. And that's. How I'm fulfilling yeah. that. So
0: cool. What about you? I, I believe in you.
1: <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank um, you, Brooke. I believe in you
0: too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, when I was in high school, I wanted to be an interior designer and I wanted to go to the Academy of Art in San Francisco. And, um, you know, I wanted to design uh, commercial property uh, residential, it didn't matter. I just wanted to be an interior designer and I uh-huh. wanted to learn, I wanted to study art at an art school. Um, so I do wonder what my life would have been like if I went to, uh, I guess a sophisticated university of that kind. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I ended up, yeah, my other option that I chose that I, in high school, my path, I, I wanted to do hair. And eventually I did go to school for cosmetology. Um, so it was like, well, I had two directions that I thought of and I went one direction because I was able to. And, um, now as an adult, you know, I'm, I've dipped into, uh, community college and I'm, working on getting uh, my degree, small. First, it's a certificate, then it'll be the associates, and then we'll see where I go. (laughs) But I'm, you know, I'm just doing it later uh, rather than when I thought I wanted to, because who knows what could have happened if I did go that path. It would have been really expensive, and maybe at that time I wasn't able to... um, live with the amount of stress or pressure that um that type of life could have brought and i i think i managed very well under pressure at the age that i am now so yeah i think you know you just kind of like you said being optimistic and knowing yourself and maybe i didn't know myself then but i know myself now and i know myself now is who i was then and so i could speak for myself in the past and say Brooke, you are not ready. Now's Mm -hmm. the time. Right. So I think no matter what, looking back doesn't have to be regretful um, unless it's something that is truly remorseful, like maybe a terrible incident that you just should never have been involved in. But other than that, like on the positive note, you know, as long as you feel good about who you are, no regrets.
1: Well, and- and also like you said it's never it's never too late right i mean you can do it now you can do it yeah. today y- you don't you know you can if you really believe in it and you really want it then do it then just do it and i yeah. think and i think the yeah. reason that um because i always took acting classes you know and state it was my secondary i, ha- I had a job um, I had kids, I had a family, and so I had to do that. But I never let go of what I loved, which was acting. I mean, I, I took many, many, many courses, classes. Um, I took film class. I took, I mean, all kinds of things. But um, but the main thing is I, I, I still kept with it. I still was always learning. So, um, and that's what everyone should do. So, yeah, I agree with you. You should not yes. re- regret. Uh, you shouldn't have any regrets, Unless, um, like you said, it's something that a circumstance or something that um, maybe happened. But still, you learn from those. Um, you're always learning. We're always learning. So and that's what we should take it as a lesson and learning. And it's never too late. And just keep reaching for those, you know, that you what you want to become. Right. <laughs>
0: yes. Good job. Cool. Cool.
1: So, listeners, let us know what you think. Do you ever think about how life could have turned out if you went in a different direction than the actual path you took? Um, Let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or on our Screens and Focus Facebook page. You can follow us on our Instagram, subscribe to our website and YouTube channel. Brooke. What were your yeah. yeah?
0: What were your overall thoughts on this episode? Oh, I cannot wait to talk about this. Oh my gosh, I feel like this episode was just pivotal. I don't know if you agree with that, but yes. it was monumental for me. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm constantly amazed at the creative writing and the directing these actors can take these characters. I think I might have mentioned at the last podcast as well, like the actors are doing such an amazing job with their characters. So I applaud our actors in this show Uh they they've exceeded you know my expectations by far and this show is just absolutely amazing at first i thought we were seeing flashbacks and then i realized that we're in that alternate universe that michonne um was seeing and then you know we see michonne just straight tripping it was just so (laughs) creative and well done and and what a send-off for her i just hope that this is a temporary hiatus for michonne and i really do hope that we see her again how did you feel about this episode? I,
1: oh my gosh, I was very impressed with this episode and the tribute they paid to Michonne, the character played by the amazing Denai Greta. Um, I wasn't sure how they would handle her exit, but I thought it was brilliant. Um, how they were able to use old footage and intermingle that with new footage to create this alternate what-if storyline as to what her life could have been like if she had made different choices. And I think that the title of this episode, What We Become, encapsulates Michonne's journey in The Walking Dead, and I can't wait to break it down with you in our discussion today.
0: I know. I I was so excited to see what, because we haven't seen Michonne since she left with Virgil. And so Virgil, when they got to that island, he was acting kind of mysterious and a little awkward. And, you know, once they settled on the island and they're touring around, Michonne was looking around the camp and she noticed some, you know, it's pretty inactive. And, you know, there were like, Just the campsite was set up, but it was like a dead zone. She's like, where are your people at? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think she was really smart to be questioning him throughout that time. And he was stalling when she was asking for what she had originally come there for. Um, And it turned out that his family was stuck inside a building during the time of that attack. And they were killed um, because, I guess, a horde... Got through the building where they were in, and you know, he basically recruited Michonne so that she could use her skills to help set his family free, so that he could bury them and that he could continue to bring them flowers every day as he promised. That Um, that was sad. But then we that that was
1: sad seeing their, their their feet hanging. in in the shoes that that part was sad I felt bad for
0: him yeah oh gosh yeah because he picked up the shoe and he put it on her foot and you know we haven't seen um a scene like that in a while where there was like a mass um suicide I guess suicide or something Yeah. yeah um so that was pretty sad and really scary, you know, desperate times for those people. Right. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was very heartbreaking. Um, when there was Michonne, you know, because Virgil just kept saying, Oh, later it's late. It's getting dark. You know, um, it, she, Michonne just wasn't having it. She's just so curious. Like she came here for a reason and she wasn't getting what she wanted at the time. So she went snooping yeah. and, Virgil then found her in that uh, room. It already looked like a holding cell or some kind of testing facility, I guess, because there were like all those cages with, you know, decomposed animals, maybe I'm not sure what there were. Um, And then uh, he, he closed the door on her. He came up, you know, he came up and he closed the door on her. Behind her, and he left her in there. Um, We saw that she had food, right? And um, through the walls, you could hear people. So she's like, Who are you? What has happened? The people told Michonne that were in the next room what happened because they were there with his group, right? And he basically snapped when he found out that his family uh, were killed. So that food that he left for her, she ate it, and then it was drugged, and she she began to hallucinate about herself. So, um, you know, I just thought that was a complete and total trip. I was, you know, pleased to see that footage and realize that we're going down that rabbit hole. I felt like Michonne was in Alice in Wonderland or something in her alternate universe, and I just knew it was going to be, we're going on a ride. I could hear Andrea, when Andrea was running, it was like the first, so that was the night that um, they left the farm, right, Herschel's Farm, where we see Andrea running. Yeah. In the woods and then Michonne And that's when she originally met Andrea So I'm like oh wow this is really cool We get to see um, This for some reason And I'm like oh okay this must mean something And then I'm like oh This isn't what really happened because she's Just allowing Andrea To continue to scream and get eaten Alive Um, but in the original Episode she saves Andrea And they became you know best Buddies and um, They form a bond but Michonne just stands there and watching Andrea die. And then she eventually goes to Andrea's corpse and then she's like taking her stuff. Yeah, She takes the blade out of her pocket and she wipes it off, her water canteen. And I'm just like, wow, this is not the Michonne that we know. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, you know, I was really happy to see Andrea again. At first, I too wasn't sure if this was new footage. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, great. You know, these actors are able to come back and do some new scenes. But then I quickly realized that it was old footage. And it was crazy to see Michonne take another route and not save Andrea. And... At first, I wasn't even sure that that was her corpse there. And I'm like, what? That's her corpse? Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, to see Michonne take all her stuff and the knife, I was like, oh, this is where we're going with, you know, this trip that she's on, Um, which I still can't believe. I'm not sure how Herschel, sorry. I'm not sure how Virgil even gave her... It's like the food was there but I don't know. That part was a little bit confusing to me. All the last thing I saw was water dripping off a out of a spout and then all of a sudden she's conked out. And I'm like, why is she conked out? Why has it been a day? So, I wasn't sure how that all happened, but she
0: must have fallen asleep. She she, she must have fallen asleep and then that's when he took her her sword and gave her the food. But I thought she was. She started right. tripping
1: immediately, so I didn't even think she had time to eat it. So it, I may have just been thinking too much at that point. I mean, it, either way, oh, okay. he did give it to her, and she did take it, and she started on this trip of hers, which was really, really crazy. And, you know, the next thing we see is that, which is interesting because so many of these scenes are taken from different seasons and episodes, so... Uh, We see where in season three, episode 12, uh, we see Michonne as in place of the hitchhiker that was on the road. So, and it's interesting because I always wondered why they didn't stop for this guy with the orange backpack. And I think it was Daryl, Rick, and Michonne in the car. Right. uh, Yeah, it wasn't exactly who was in the car, but I thought it was those three at least. And they drive past the hitchhiker and he's yelling for help and they totally ignore him and keep going. But now we see what it would be like if it were someone we knew and how their life may have been affected. And I also want to note that Virgil had an orange backpack and maybe that seeing his backpack had an effect on shown in this hallucinogenic state that she's in. So maybe, you know, she saw it there and then she incorporated it into her dream
0: um, that this is all happening in. So exactly. Yeah, that was pretty. um, It was interesting to see her reaching out for help, but she was the type of person to just let another human die, meaning Andrea. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yes, th- interesting, interesting <laughs> reflection. It didn't make, it didn't, they, that's not, those are not the same people in my opinion. Those were two different people. Yeah. I think, um, because it just that, that's but true. we're not going to, I'm not going to go yes. there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then the next scene after, uh, the orange backpack hitchhiker, uh, she meets with Negan and you know, she's over there in that creek just handling her business with some walkers and then Negan approaches and, um, you know, she then swings her katana at him but then Negan just busted her in the gut with Lucille (laughs) as she's defending herself tirelessly. Um, And then the saviors approach her, you know, almost instantly where she's recruited. Negan just, like, really liked her massive Lady, lady nuts ball, is lady what you balls, put it. Yeah, lady nuts, whatever <laughs> it
1: <is. laughs>
0: yeah. And you know, I, I couldn't imagine any of this really happening to her, but it just goes to show that what could happen if you make a decision, you know, that your life depends on, it is life changing. So it's something to really, I think, think about, um, you know if you're just thinking about characters or yourself like oh my gosh these things can really happen or like you know maybe they can uh influence you in some way and obviously she got mixed up with the wrong crowd because negan and the saviors were not good people well i guess it just depends on what side you're on but negan was very, right. very um malicious uh so um you know after meeting with Negan the next scene that we see of her um hallucination is from season 6 episode 12 when Rick Glenn and Heath are um invading the sanctuary outpost and they uh are there to silently kill the saviors while they're sleeping yeah um so Michonne you know we see her asleep in her bunk and you know, we see Glenn and Heath uh, sneaking into her room and she just pops up so quick and just kills him. It's like she's sleeping with one eye open, <laughs> which it. I mean, I watched it again, and I'm like, oh, wow, she really was sleeping with her eye open. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. I You know, although it was really good to see Glenn and Heath again, it wasn't good to see Savior Michonne kill them. And I didn't recall it until watching this that it was Heath that was with Glenn when this went down. So, you know, that was interesting, yeah. too.
0: Um, and- well, yeah, because Heath, Heath left us um, after... That event. Yeah. And I think he even had a hard time um, committing, you know, killing the saviors uh, while they were sleeping. Glenn, I think, had to do it for him while they were asleep. I think he took the... Yeah. I think, if I can remember that night... Well.
1: Glenn himself had a hard time doing it because this would th- that was actually for me, I think it was probably the hardest for Glenn out of all of them, because that was so unlike hi- Glenn okay. to do anything like that. So it, it was just, yeah, it was really hard for him and and to see his face and for him to do it. It was hard. But I, I you know, in there in Rick's group. All oh, their whole mind, they thought they needed to do this because they kept hearing about Negan and they thought, okay, we have to get rid of these people so that we can. Um... Wasn't it at that point they were trying to help? Um, I can't remember his name right now, but they kept saying, oh, Gregory. Yeah, Gregory. But they kept saying, oh, this guy, Negan, he keeps, you know, making us give him our food and our this and our that. And wasn't it at that point? Isn't that part of the reason that they went and, uh, because they're like, hey,
0: well, make yeah, it. That's exactly what they did. They needed their resources. Yeah, yeah.
1: But um, in again, with Michonne uh, flashing back to um, this alternate life of hers, uh, we see from season six, the finale, and season seven premiere, where Negan killed two major characters from the show. So this was really creepy revisiting this episode, because I can say that out of all the seasons and episodes, this is the one that I have seen the least, because I cannot bear to see what happens to Glenn and Abraham, and with Glenn being one of my favorite characters, and then to see this alternate version that Michonne is Negan's right-hand woman, and the one to get the you know, deeds done. I mean, that's just crazy. She is scary and she's wielding Lucille and says, you know, you didn't even know who they were or where they were from. You came in dead of the night, just slaughtered them anyway in their sleep like cowards. Now you remember you did this. What happens next is your fault. And she says this as she's looking at a version of herself. So that was crazy, right? Because, I mean, she's seeing herself there. So, and this is right before she swings the bat. Um, But from all of this, I I think it's all her regrets. I mean, as I, you know, see all this, I'm thinking, oh, it's choices that they made or that the group made that she just didn't feel, um, that just didn't sit right with her. So I think, again, this is another reflection, realizing that, you know, we all have choices and we all have to live with those choices. So I think in this journey of her, she is realizing who she wants to be.
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty trippy because, you know, she was on the other side of the fence. And, you know, it's true what she said, It, it but it, it depends on what matters to their group at the time. And she called, you know, their group cowards directly into Rick's face, you know, so I'm just wondering, like, what that, what that really meant to her Um, you know is she feeling guilty does she see her you know because she sees herself and she takes that swing Um, you know and and then after that which would have been that last battle uh, of the saviors and hilltop and alexandria we see um, Daryl uh, shoot that arrow through her chest and she falls to the ground it Rolls into uh, where Rick is standing over her, which would have been uh, the same scene that they used from season two, episode seven, where Rick had to shoot Sophia. And you were saying something about um, the current episode where he shoots Michonne. Right.
1: Yes. And that they use CGI to age him up. Which was very cool and interesting because back in season two, he was, you know, short-haired, fairly
0: young. And so they uh, wow they aged that's, him up. That's cool. That's like what they're going to be doing now is all this new age technology where they're CGI-ing our favorite characters into making them older. It's trippy. It's I know. Amazing.
1: Or younger. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> or younger. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then, oh my gosh, so we also see a flashback to season three, episode six, when Mm -hmm. Michonne and Rick meet for the first time. Right. So this is actually at the end. So this isn't when she's actually tripping, but it is a flashback from a previous episode. Uh, We see two people struggling And they ask Michonne for help. And that's where we see the flashback of Rick standing at the prison fence. And he notices someone that isn't a walker. And it's Michonne, who has come up to the fence in the midst of all these walkers. And when I saw this for the first time, it was just a scene. You know, back in season three, episode six, it was just a scene. Um, But now... Watching this right now, I was so deeply moved. Just knowing their relationship and how far they've come, I don't know. It was just, it it just meant so much more to me because here we've come all these seasons and know them so well and their love and their children and everything. So it's just funny how the impact of a moment can have on you. And so in the flashback, he asks, want to tell us your name, who you are? And then in present time, we see her release her walker guards, pets, whatever they are to her, and she slices them down. And, you know, the two people that have asked her for help are scared because they're like, oh my God, (laughs) she's wielding that sword. But she says to them, come on, and holds out her hand and shows them who she is. So she is someone who helps people, just like she helped Andrea. So I love how these things come full circle.
0: I just think, yeah, it's just so good. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I know. And so um, back to Virgil and Michonne, he tells her that he wants her to see that she's in pain just like he is. And at that moment, she was able to regain herself, even though she was uh, like on acid or something And right. uh, Virgil was In the cell with her when they were When he was telling her all those things And then it's like she stabs him In the leg with a spoon That was the wound that was Created by Judith um, Michonne You know was like because she didn't Have the weapons that Virgil Promised right? Um, you know Apparently Virgil didn't lie about that So she let the three people out of the cell Mm -hmm. and then they, she tells Virgil, you know, they chased him down after they saw the boat that was on fire. And Michonne, she pinned him down in the forest as they were out there to escape on the boat. Right. And they found Virgil and she pinned him down and um, she tells him, you know, that he has to try like the rest of us. And and then she says to him and find my stuff. Right. Because he promised her weapons. Like we have already, like he put her in lockdown as if nothing, like she wasn't there for a whole purpose, you know, like he trapped her there. Right. Uh And she's like, no, I'm not leaving until you give me my stuff. Like, where is it? She thinks she knows that there's something there. But she just needs to know where it is. Yeah. And um, I guess he takes her to this big fishing boat or maybe it was like a um, Coast Guard boat or right. something. Uh-huh. And And there's stuff in there. There's like we see a gas mask. Like we see a lot of different things. And then she turns around and she finds Rick's boots. And I'm thinking, <sighs> oh, my gosh. I saw the boots and I'm like, oh, my gosh, those are Rick's boots. Yeah, And and it was such an emotional moment for me at that time because Rick, he had to have been there because that wasn't the only thing that she found. She was freaking out when she saw the boots, but then she turns around and like starts digging around and finds the ledgers. This boat came from New Jersey, and then she finds a phone which had an engraving of herself, a picture of herself, a drawing, and I think it was Carl – because judith was a baby when rick disappeared and then the names it said rick in english text but then michonne it was il- unreadable and then carl it looked like the name was engraved carl it was um i i believe it was
1: supposed to be judith uh they just did you watch the talking dead um because they asked about that uh because they were thinking well how does rick know what judith looks like now because he last saw her when she was a toddler but i think gimple kind of confirmed it was judith and that he wouldn't elaborate as to why she was older than what he remembered. And the hair was long. And also I the words on there were, um, I think it was Japanese. And it had to do with, I can't remember. Now I don't recall what they said it was. But yeah, it was supposed to be Judith.
0: I so then it, they've yeah. got something up their sleeves that they're going to release to us. Um, maybe it'll be something like... Fast and Furious, Fate of the Eight, where <laughs> Dominic Toretto, like Charlize Theon, she had leverage over him and was oh, like, gosh. you better do this for me or I'm going to kill your family. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, how the heck? Because Dominic and I, my son Dominic and I, we had a discussion about it. I was like. Who is that? He was like, that's Judith. And I was like, uh, she was a baby. He's like, that's Judith. She wears that hat. And I'm like, so did Carl. So I was just like, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. But I know you guys could probably hear my baby trying to get through.
1: Oh, poor thing!
0: (laughs) He probably heard Fast and Furious. That's why he's at the door. He's like, hey, somebody say Fast and Furious. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So... Uh she then, like, because there's so many emotions running through her mind at the time, uh-huh. she gets super paranoid. And then she blames him for um, looking for her, particularly at Oceanside, because Wait. somehow he may have known about who she is. Um, but then he tells her he doesn't know what she's talking about. And it seems too <laughs> surreal and ironic <laughs> that we Rick's are- possessions were on that ship. Altogether,
1: yeah, right yeah yeah <laughs> we are recording remotely <laughs> so we do what we can in these times hello so, um yeah so you know and I don't blame Michonne for really questioning Virgil because I would think the same thing it's like why did you you know bring me here and you know why am I finding all this stuff and I, I would totally think what she thought like you have you know more than what you're you're giving me here, buddy.
0: So, right, exactly.
1: But I also feel like, oh my gosh, I feel that Michonne showed a lot of grace when it came to Virgil. I mean, those three people that he held captive wanted him dead. But I think that what she told the others was pivotal. I mean, it could have easily been a vengeful act, but she says taking his life. You lose more of yourself. It doesn't settle it. But mercy gives you something. You get something. Peace. Oh, my gosh, which I thought was so perfect. And it's so true. Which is, okay, kind of what's happening with Carol on the other end. But, um, you know, and I also, I thought it was interesting that Virgil didn't go on the boat with the rest of them, but stayed on the island. Right. All right. So, oh, my gosh. Michonne has that conversation with Judith. I love this conversation so much. I felt like Judith really took the lead on this conversation. Michonne tells Judith what she found and doesn't know what it means, but that she is coming home because, you know, they need her. Um, And Judith says, we're okay. What if he needs you? meaning the brave man. Um, You know, what if he's trying to come home, but no one will help him? And Michonne says, you know, if I go, and Judah says, when you go and you find him. So she was giving her mom the permission to go find the brave man. And I I love that name and how RJ is the little brave man.
0: I know. It was so sweet. Their code names for Judith was Jojo. And then Michonne is like Daito. Yes,
1: I I think so. Daito. Yeah, I
0: thought that was so sweet. The kids, they were also really sweet together. That just warmed my heart seeing them together and then them talking to their mom, Michonne. And, you know, Judith, she did to me, she seemed really sad, maybe a little disturbed at that moment. Um, because of what had recently happened with the whispers. And, you know, she, she, she's such a hero. She keeps her mother's spirit high by telling her we got a mom, you know, speaking of the whispers, but due to this, she's just so strong and she knows so much. But at this point, I just, you know, what if she and RJ lose their mom too? Like, I just don't know. I just feel like that was, that moment was really sad, but it was also really inspiring Mm -hmm. too. Um, So I'm just, I actually kind of left that conversation feeling heartbroken because I, you know, as a mom, I know that we would do what we had to do, but that's a huge, huge risk. So then we see Michonne going on another path. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just like, okay, what if I don't go? What if I go? What if I, you know, it's just too many you don't want to have regrets cuz you're she's on this road of positivity and it's just I I'm I'm hoping that we see her again, but I wanted to emphasize a little bit more about what you had brought up earlier when she um uh runs into those people yes. in their cowhide uh-huh. Um, Okay, so then she leaves the boat after speaking to Judith and docking, right? And so then she finds two walkers, puts them on leashes, Mm -hmm. and cuts their jaws off. Yeah. And she's like, going to find Rick and her super awesome poncho that I totally want to wear now. Uh Uh-huh. Um and then she f- runs into those two people, a man and a woman, wearing these super awesome cowhide ponchos. Uh, one of them is injured, and they ask her for help. Or, you know, if because th- they kept saying to her, "They'll leave without us. They don't care. They will leave without us." Right. And so Michonne can see at the distance, and it's
1: huge—a
0: mm-hmm. huge community. I mean, huge. It was amazing. You know, I what's going to happen? What, You know, so she kills her pet walkers, and then she helps these people catch up to their group, and it's just, I'm just blown away, amazed. Um, it gives me the goosebumps, like, to see that many people in one community. It's crazy. It's crazy. I crazy.
1: I was blown away by that, too. I, I didn't even think it was people. I'm like, what is that? I'm like,
0: is that a horde? <laughs> but look at how they were so symmetrical, right? That's I what mean, was
1: that was what it was brought up to me too they're like no those are people i mean they're like walkers aren't, don't make that type of formation i'm like yeah. i'm like oh my gosh but i truly believe that her the next time we're going to see michonne is going to be in the movies uh, you know because this was her farewell from the walking dead series so um yeah, you know, that's why I want these movies to come
0: out. Oh, I'm so sad right <laughs> so now. So I can go see them so Michonne can find Rick. And be reunited with her family. Yeah. I mean, what yes. the heck? Yes. What the heck? Yeah. You know, what if they yeah. have to leave uh, Alexandria or Hilltop? Are you kidding? Oh, my gosh. There's I know. no yeah. GPS or
1: <laughs> cell phones. Yeah.
0: Where's my babies
1: at? You know? Right, I know, I know. It's all uh yes, I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, Brooke, what other yeah. things did you notice?
0: Well, when the credits, you know, the opening credits, I saw Avi Nash and I'm like, well, Oh, why why was he named? I'm like, That's maybe they're just keeping the same people on, but I thought it was per episode. So we eventually got to see Sadiq. Um, in Michonne's, uh acid trip, and you know he starts out with her very comforting, and he was like, just let the med, let it, let just let the medicine do its work. Um, but then all of a sudden he like flips a switch, and he's like blaming her for everything that has happened to Carl, oh, Rosita, Coco, like, every look at me, I'm dead, like, and it's all her fault. And she's like, freaking out. Yeah, you know, and he's, he's going in on her. And I was just like, wow, that was really impressive. And I thought of you because I'm like, Oh, I know how much Diana loves Sadiq.
1: I know I did. <laughs> Aww, I know what well, was kind of good to see him for just a moment. Yeah. His <laughs> just like it was eyes. Yeah, just like Glenn. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun
0: to see all these people again. So. I know. Um Abraham, we got to see Abraham uh-huh. and Maggie, to we'll see Maggie. Yes. so true. And uh also um Martin Green uh Oh, Sasha. Uh, Sasha, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, under the circumstances that right. they were in. And Carl, we got to see Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What what did what what else did you notice?
1: Well, I noticed the music. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. And I noticed it because I listened because, of course, the music was getting to me. And I'm like, wait, what is that? Oh, it's violins. It's violins. It's so intense. It's so beautiful. It's so, you know, it was building and building. It was during all the flashbacks. Um, it really oh my gosh, it just created that intensity and that suspense. So I, it was just done so well. I just always loved the music on The Walking Dead. It's so good. And I also noticed when they showed the, and I think that's why I was so moved by Rick and Michonne, mm-hmm. because of the music. And I, because I think originally, when we saw it way back when, it wasn't, there wasn't, you know, music that was bringing, you know, Michonne walking up to Rick and meeting him for the first time because we didn't know at that time that, you know, their relationship. But at this time, the music was so powerful. And so I think that that added to me being emotional um, about that scene. But so anyways, the music is fantastic and I love it. And um, also Judith says to Alpha... I mean, Judith says to Michonne, Alpha can't hurt them anymore. But I'm thinking Beta's still alive and he's still out there. So, you know, Michonne is kind of going off thinking everything's all, you know, done. But they still have villains to fight and tend with. So we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah. And, um, oh, and then, you know, when Virgil... Uh, took off after being stabbed by Michonne and she went out to let out the other people. How did he set the fire to the boat so fast?
0: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, he only had
1: a couple minutes on them
0: and then
1: I was thinking that here's this large, huge boat and all of a sudden they have it running. I mean, it was just like that. It was...
0: I know, right? Like a gigantic boat. Yeah. And it
1: just been sitting there and you know, so... I don't know. It was just very, you know, very um, convenient. convenient. Yeah. Yes, very convenient. Exactly. So, and then again, the that caravan of people that we've talked about, that there were so many, and who are they? And why haven't they run across them before? Why is this the first time? So it's all very interesting, all very exciting. And I just can't wait to keep watching at least the two more episodes that we're going to get. Mm. So, um, but Brooke, tell me. Tell me why do you love this show?
0: Well, this particular ending in this episode was epic. And I can't I just can't wait to see what this gigantic group is all about. You know, will Michonne find Rick? Will she find her kids again? I don't know. There's so many questions that we need to be answered. And and this show really gives us more and more. Where it actually never lets us down either, right? I mean, no matter what, when our beloved characters leave the show, we feel their absence. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this show truly becomes part of my life and a journey that I want to continue. So I love this show. Yeah. Yay! But but enough about me. What about (laughs) you?
1: Why do you love the show? (laughs) Never enough about you, okay? (laughs) Okay. Um, I really, really love that they brought back old characters. I loved seeing every single one of them. You know, I feel like they're paying a tribute and like they're not forgotten. And that they're important people who made an impact. So I just love that. And also the technology that is achieved in this episode is amazing. The editing, I'm blown away by how seamless the episodes appear. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I wish The Walking Dead would win an Emmy. Come on. This show has been on for 10 seasons and the acting, the writing, the directing, all the special effects and the makeup and all the crew and the creation of this environment. It's just outstanding. And I just love it. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. it's Thank just you. Awesome. Aww. And so now comes our time of when we give our award. So, Brooke, what yes. was your favorite quote, character, or moment in this episode?
0: Well, I'm going to go ahead and give my award to um, the kids, Judith and, and RJ. I just feel... I feel their empathy towards their their love for their mom and their dad and I think that it's extremely important for the kids to have um, their fulfillment and they've been born in this world where this it's just, For us, it's just completely abnormal, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they've had to see things and do things that no child should ever have to see or do. And the one thing that really keeps them going is the strength that their dad um, was able to gift them by him being, mm, I guess, a... um, uh, Just a, a, an, an inspirational uh, person in their life. They don't know who he is, but all they know is this man, this brave man, was the best, greatest man ever. So for <laughs> Judith to give her mom the strength to set off and find the brave man who has right. given them life... Yeah. Um, I think that was pretty empowering for a young person, an innocent life to give. Yeah. You know, my kids, I'm very lucky if I get uh, a Mother's Day picture that's all cut up and glued, you know, uh, for my kids. But for them to give their mom the green light to go be free and find the brave man. I think that was just something <laughs> yeah. that my yeah. kids would be like, no, you're, yeah, not, you're going not going anywhere. Yeah, Come exactly. Back. <laughs> I need you.
1: <laughs> yes, they're very, very brave and yeah, giving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it gives a. Uh, there's a lot of credit, but of course, Michonne did a good job and Rick instilling that originally in Judith because he was around for the first, you know, whatever, three years of her life. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's awesome. I love your pick. I think that's awesome. Aww.
0: So who would you give your award to? Who? What is your favorite character, quote or moment? Well, I
1: have to give it to Michonne. I love the character of Michonne and the actress Dani Gudetá. She is a phenomenal actress and a role model, and I'm a fan forever. Um, As as Michonne, she has been fierce. She's been brave, loyal, loving, and such a good mother. And I'll miss her on this show, but I'm just so glad that they didn't kill her. Um, I really did feel that she wouldn't die. I I felt like they were going to give her a send-off, that we were going to see her again. And, you know, I can only— hope and assume that we're going to see her in the movies. So I'm very excited about that and I can't wait to see those whenever they finally come out. But um, yeah, just Michonne has been just a a wonderful, wonderful character. Exactly. And um, I have loved her. Me too. So I will miss her.
0: Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you, Michonne, for everything that you've been able to fulfill us (laughs) In this beloved show of ours. Yeah. So, Brooke, what else are you currently watching? Okay. Well, I wanted to share with you all. um, It's a Netflix limited series called Self Made. And it's the story of Madam C.J. Walker, which is when they premiered this or announced it, I get notifications on my Netflix I was like jumping for joy. I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm a hairstylist. I am... My biological father is African-American. So um I'm very much, you know, informed with um, the American history of the Africans who um, were brought here. And so to see this story who I've followed this woman, uh, come to, you know, it wasn't a motion picture, but it was for me, it's as close to a motion picture as I can get in the comfort of my own home. Yeah. Right. In four episodes. So it's like three hours long of an amazing story to tell with an amazing actress, um, yeah. Octavia Spencer playing, uh, Madam CJ Walker. Uh, which you know if you've watched any of this you know that that was her stage name basically mm-hmm. for her hair product line that she uh, created and she basically was a um, a woman in laundry service originally and she worked for a well i would i'm gonna go ahead and say it Um, That time period, anybody who was half African-American and half white American, they called them mulatto. And so in this uh, show, that's what they're called, mulatto, right? So she's just basically half black and half white. So Madam C.J. Walker, before she was named Madam C.J. Walker, she worked for this woman. And this woman had her own hair care line and it was like the miracle hair grow hair care line. Well, Madam CJ Walker was an amazing saleswoman that she just discovered because she knew that she wanted more for herself than to be a laundry uh, or, you know, laundry service person to a mulatto woman. So she goes and she sells and she believes in herself. So then she develops her own product line. And basically, a long story short, if you were to ever hear the name Madam C.J. Walker, you will know that she is the first woman millionaire who happened to be African-American in the United States of America. So I think that's pretty incredible what she was able to accomplish for herself and for the american people not just african american people of course african american people but for america altogether it right, yeah. was a game changer truly inspirational this woman was i mean she was a go getter um she so you get to see her life through um marriage her battle just being a woman and rising to the top being a black woman and rising to the top, a mother. It was just an incredible story. It was great. And I don't think that they could have picked a better actress. She's great. I don't know. It was just so fitting. Uh, She's definitely going to be nominated uh, for an Emmy for this particular show, because it was a limited series. If it were a movie... I think that she could definitely have a nomination for an Oscar for this uh, show. It was, it was just very inspirational. Anyone could enjoy this. Anyone could be motivated by this. Um, and so I'm very proud that they did, you know, create this. Yeah. It was amazing. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I watch. Um, I just want to tell you one more show that I'm watching. Um, and it's, um, it's about, uh, big cat dealers in the United States of America. And it's called, um, The Tiger King. Or it's on Netflix. Uh, it's a documentary and it's called, uh, The New Tiger King. Now, I'm just, sharing this with you because if you get on your social media like facebook or instagram you're going to see a lot of memes out there with this guy (laughs) um so basically he is uh his name is uh joe exotic and he's down in the south where he breeds tigers and he has a huge farm with like tons of property where he has like over 200 tigers in the united states of america And the first episode, uh, they informed you that there are more tigers in the United States in captivity than there are in the wild, their native origin, which is, I I had no idea. I mean, they're on the verge of extinction. They're endangered, but there's more here in our country than there are where they originate from, which is bizarre. Yeah. it's um it's a huge money maker for these people who have these uh zoos or tiger farms or big cat farms or people in residential communities just have a lion or a tiger or a monkey oh or gosh. some exotic animal in their own home so you will not even know if your neighbor next door has a tiger or a lion or a bear you may not ever know that cuz you know, it's illegal to purchase them, but people own them. Like it, It's a whole crazy black market. So I recommend anyone to watch this. It's bizarre. I was like, what is this? I was thinking like Drug Lord. I'm not sure. But then it was like Tigers. <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe Drug Lord Tiger, Tony, uh, Tony Montana. Like, I'm not sure what's going on here, but I was highly amused and entertained. So if you get a chance to watch this uh documentary series on netflix um check it out it's 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 creepy it's very very bizarre but it's entertaining so i wanted to share that with you i threw that in there at the last moment because i just watched some of it last night and i was completely entertained so that's what i've been doing awesome (laughs) what have you been watching
1: well I watched something based on your recommendation. You had seen uh, the Netflix um, documentary, "The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez." Yeah. Oh my gosh! I know. Oh you my watched God. the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. Yes, because I just couldn't. Oh my gosh! I, I just watched it and watched it and watched it, and it was like so. Shocking. Why do I yeah. keep watching all these shocking things recently? It's just like, I just don't understand. So, I mean, for anybody who hasn't watched this, oh gosh, it's an eight-year-old boy who was tortured and killed by his mother and her boyfriend and how the uh, child care services failed uh, so many times and the sheriff. I mean, how these people went to the mother on all these things to ask her, you know, what was happening. Of course, she's going to deny it. Oh, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He fell down. He was fighting with his brother. He's a liar. And what? Everybody believes the mother? How do you believe a mother when, when people call and say this is happening in this house? It, it was so infuriating and so horribly tragic. I was so thankful you know, for um, is it the district attorney? Mm-hmm. Their office, yeah. yeah. I was so thankful for him, so thankful for him for just seeing this case through. And I just, I'm just upset that the social workers and or social services or in Los Angeles County didn't have to pay anything, not even their jobs that I'm aware of. I, I'm not sure, but it was just very so upsetting so I was so glad that I watched it um but I don't know it it was it was something good it was something to watch I mean it wasn't good it was horrible but I mean I'm so glad because I was informed and I mean here it's in Los Angeles County it's crazy
0: it's very crazy this that doc that series was just totally insane and you're right there were so many people that were notified and the bottom line is um there's people feel like there's such restriction on what they're what they're able to do even if it was like moral justice you know but they're like so hooked into um you know, what they're just not stepping out of bounds. Right. And so yeah. they just felt like, Oh, uh, you know, I can't do this and, uh, I, I don't get overtime, right. so I can't do that. And, uh, the system will only let me go this far. And there's, there's too many people that need help. And I, you know, at the end of the day, like I go home and it's just like, Oh my gosh. Like, I I don't really know what the, justice could be i mean like what what should have happened you know should the teacher have like uh kidnapped him
1: i know right him i know yeah and then she would have been in trouble so and she was the one he was trying to help him but nobody would listen you know nobody. yeah and she was the only one that
0: was able to he confided in and every time she would call social services he would get in trouble
1: yeah yeah. He would get in trouble for telling. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. I just, it, it was really horrible. is.
0: It's very hard to watch. I have a good friend who I've known for a long time who is in child services and she will not, she refuses to watch it. She's like, Nope. Um, my friend, her husband is also in law enforcement and you know, he, He was like, let's watch it. She's like, absolutely not. They, the two of them hear horrible stories combined. I know. And this was just beyond reason. Beyond, 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 beyond. Like, no way. No way. It's just, like, I couldn't believe it. So.
1: Yeah. I can see how she wouldn't want to watch it. But I would tell most people, I mean, no, nobody wants to see a child. No one. No one wants to see a child um, put through what he was put through. But at the same time, people need to be aware. People need to be aware of what is happening because I, I'm realizing more and more as I watch things, it is the people who have to make the change. We have to make the changes. You know, we have to have our voices heard and we have to keep pushing forward and keep, you know, helping people and... um I don't know. So I I, I would recommend for people to watch it. I really would. I know. I also watched, which I've I've mentioned before, Red Table Talk, which I love with Jada Pinkett Smith and her mom and her daughter. And sometimes Will Smith is on there. And so this uh, one Red Table Talk I watched a week or two ago was about the coronavirus. And um, it was really informative. And I really liked it. And I loved that Will Smith was on there and that the doctor that they were talking to kept calling will dr smith because will, <laughs> because will smith knows so much and explains it so well and uh because jada kept calling the you know asking the doctors like is will right is what he's saying right and he's all he is right on and he's he's saying it better than doctors I know, he says, because he's saying it how people will understand. And he's doing an excellent job. So it was really good. And you know what, it was very informative. Um, I, you know, every day this coronavirus is changing. So um, people may know the information now. But Red Table Talk is a really good show to tune into. And it is on Facebook. So you go on Facebook, you look up Red Table Talk, and you can watch these shows. They're not too long. And um, they're easy to get to. And I would recommend that awesome okay so even though we're dealing with all this reality you know stuff that happens in real life and stuff that's affecting us um i did see the movie it (laughs) chapter two (laughs) and so this was kind of an escape right (laughs) even though i was scared um it's a sequel to it uh, 2017 movie, It, uh, based on Stephen King's novel. And so this movie stars um, James McAvoy and Jessica Chastain and Bill Hader, and I just love all of them. So I knew I wanted to watch this. Um, this movie is set in 2016 and is 27 years later than the previous movie. And, you know, Pennywise is back and he murders a young man. And Mike, who still lives in the same town, is who's one of the original characters, Realizes it is back and calls all his friends and asks them all to return since they made a promise when they were kids to do so if Pennywise ever returned. <laughs> so um, that's what that movie's all about. Oh my gosh! So, um, Did yeah. you
0: see that meme that I posted on Facebook um, where it was Pennywise in the storm drain and he's like, "Hey guys, yes, the gym is down here." And then because um, it's currently right now where all of our businesses, including gyms, are closed. And so I tagged it to my husband because the person that he was talking to, Pennywise, was like talking to, you know, and then they just uh, they're like, oh, cool, let me get through. And then it's Pennywise <laughs> with his balloon. And I'm like, don't ever go into a storm drain when a clown <laughs> is trying to get you to go down there right, <laughs> but right. I tagged it to my husband because he's like been itching to go to the gym poor guy hasn't had a good workout in but I love it I love Pennywise I watched it when I was a little kid the original it scared the crap out of me yeah. it still scares the crap out of me um I loved it the first one the remake and then I can't wait to watch part two yeah so thanks for your recommendation
1: Thank you. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) Cool. Well, hey, thanks, everybody. That's our show. And thank you for tuning in. We are so grateful that you tuned in. And we do hope that something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would really love more members of our TV club, just like you. Please rate and review our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We could really use your feedback. Yes, and we will be uploading new
1: episodes Tuesday, April 14th. Next show will be on The Walking Dead Season 10, Episodes 14 and 15. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye.